0: what do you do when there is nothing left to do did you ever feel like giving up throwing in the towel calling it quits everyone has their limits everyone has a place that they find themselves where they have to wonder what's next but we serve an unlimited god when your own strength isn't enough divine strength can carry you through And take you to places that you never thought that you could on your own.
1: We'll talk more about it on this podcast and also talk with Paul and Beverly Watkins, a former prostate cancer patient and caregiver who owe everything to God's hand at work in their lives. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and joining me is our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Never would have made it through cancer without you. A lot of people can say that, Percy.
0: Absolutely, and it reminds me of a great gospel song written and sung by Bishop Marvin Sapp, Uh, After his wife had passed away and it was entitled never would have made it without you. And that is exactly what this couple expressed to us.
1: Yep. We're going to talk about that today here on this podcast, but we have a question for you. We're asking a question each week now. This week's question is, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey?
0: Absolutely. There are times and scenarios that I would wonder that individuals, uh, if they felt they had to do over again, would they do something a little bit different, uh, approach things a bit differently? So we're asking you, and we want your response to what would you have done differently on your cancer journey, and feel free to leave your responses on health, hope, and inspiration. And at a later time on another broadcast and podcast, uh, we'll read some of those responses just to stimulate more conversation. And yeah,
1: I think we can encourage each other Absolutely. by answering that question, can't we? That so is, it'll be fun to get listener feedback on that question. That is, what correct. would you have done differently in your cancer journey? Health, hope dot com is the website to leave your answer. It's also the website where you can download this week's featured resource. God is on your side. Look for that online free of charge at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, before we hear from our guests today, why don't we open God's Word?
0: So our spiritual nugget for today is found in Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter, and we're going to read verse 6 that says, Be strong and courageous, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. And you can place anything that may be creating fear in your heart for them. For the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. What
1: a great word. Well, it's possible that you or someone you love is fighting cancer. I hope you'll consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit the website healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE or 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine Personalized care and spiritual support. Learn more at health, hope, and Well, pretty much each week on the program, we feature guests, a guest or two, I should say, mm-hmm. and today it's two guests. Who join you? Yeah,
0: I in this particular case, I want to call this couple and the two people that we spoke to here the dynamic duo. All right, because they they came together and worked as a unit uh, in the midst of some pretty challenging circumstances, and of course, in combination with partnership with God, uh, to work through uh, what was what had to have been mentally, emotionally, and physically very difficult, and are on the other side to talk and tell their story today of what God has done in their lives.
1: You met up with them recently in Atlanta.
0: Well, I'm excited today with me is Paul Watkins and his wife, Beverly Watkins. And Paul is a uh, former prostate cancer patient who was diagnosed in April of 2015, treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta, and is now uh, here to tell his story along with his beautiful bride who was his caregiver. And today I'm so thrilled and privileged to have both of you with us. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Well, your, your story is interesting, Paul, as we had a chance to talk a little bit before we went on air, and uh, in looking and reading some of your your backdrop, and I'm just going to read a few things to kind of give some context to this discussion, is that uh, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer, and then basically sought the a second opinion, and from that second opinion basically started treating at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Atlanta. And in the midst of your process of treatment for your cancer, you developed sepsis after surgery, Uh, your kidneys failed, and then you were doing dialysis for a period of time. You lost 37 pounds. You spent 12 days in the intensive care unit, and you were on a ventilator. And then four weeks total, uh, while on a ventilator, you were told that you almost died. Is that accurate, sir?
2: Uh, that is accurate. I, I don't remember, I lost a lot of time when I was, when I was uh, in the hospital here in ICU and other places. And, but I was told and by my, by my wife that it was not good. And, uh, I do not remember a lot. I lost about three to four weeks. Wow. Uh, I remember coming to the hospital, uh, from the emergency room. Uh, and then I remember leaving here to go to rehab So uh, a lot of a lot of time that I was here, I lost. So you were kind of in and out. You weren't you not not necessarily with the program. I was not with the program. No.
0: (laughs) Okay. so with that being said, um, and it's important that I think that we establish this backdrop, right? Because as I made mention of as you walk through the door and I tend to do this with most of our guests, (laughs) I typically pay attention to how they're dressed or their hair or their eyewear or something. Mm-hmm. And you walk in with this cool, super cool golf shirt on. <laughs> and uh, I love golf shirts. And, and and it looks like you just walked off of, you know, the, the 18th tee box or something and just finished doing a round of golf. You look fantastic, sir. I would never in a million years would have been able to assume or associate anything that we just read with regard to what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing today you look fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Having I feel fantastic. Well, <laughs> you 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 look unbelievable, you really do and you you've had quite the journey. Uh, I want to chat with 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 your with your bride for a second because what I know and what I'm fully convinced of there may be some very rare exceptions. Very few cancer patients have survived a bout of cancer let alone Uh, kind of the backdrop that we just read with regard to your journey without having good support from a caregiver that is by their side, that is, you know, when when you're in and out and, you know, not with the program, somebody is listening to the docs and talking to the nurses and filling the prescriptions and all the behind the scenes stuff that nobody else gets to see or are aware of. Beverly, Mm -hmm. talk to me about being a caregiver in the midst of All that was that had taken place. What were you thinking, and how did you manage that, my dear?
3: Well, I think, um, when you're in a sort of crisis situation, you kind of lean on people who really can give you support. Mm -hmm. I had some wonderful support from uh church friends, from our ministers, from the staff here, the the um. Ministry staff the here, the pastoral care team—that pastor, was, was the word I was thinking for. Um, they came every day. They prayed with me every day. Uh, they came to see Paul at least twice a day. The staff was amazing, and the doctors were unbelievable. He saw. At most days, he saw five doctors at least, <laughs> and uh, his um, urologist came every day twice a day mm. and spent as much time as was necessary. Wow. And also, anything that was amiss with Paul that he recognized, he would immediately tell the staff or go to whoever he needed to go to yep. to make sure that he recovered fully. So I, I, th- I have a great faith mm-hmm. in God. Um, every day before I came to see Paul, I would go to the chapel and pray and, um, just every day, um, give thanks for what was happening, the positive things that were happening. Mm -hmm. I never looked to the negative, always full of hope and faith. And I just don't know how I could have done it without God uh, at my side. Well,
0: and we're going to get to that, obviously, (laughs) because that's a big part of the show. Mm -hmm. Paul, help me out here. Um, you said there was a lot of a lot of the engagement of all mm-hmm. of that activity that you don't even remember you were kind of in and out of the out of the program if you will. But we we you know you were there cuz your <laughs> wife told you you were there. So it was that wasn't it wasn't a dream. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, this really happened to mm-hmm. you. Um let's talk about in the midst of 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 going through your process, how did your faith sustain you or help you? We know that you have this unbelievable mm-hmm. caregiver, and this caregiver mm-hmm. said that she also was supported by people because we know that caregivers also need to be cared for and supported mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. How, how is your faith sustaining you to walk through? I mean, th- that, that's a pretty lengthy mm-hmm. list of things that you experience on mm-hmm. top of your prostate cancer diagnosis, yeah. sir.
2: Well, when I became maybe more fully aware of what was going on and, and what was happening and, and this kind of thing, uh, I knew because I asked I, I asked Bev. I said, "Did you ever think I was not going to make it?" And she said, "No, uh, never lost faith." Wow! And uh, and that kind of sustain. When I heard that, I, I knew. And uh, but I came more fully aware as I was here, maybe the last couple of days, and then I did go to rehab, and. And I don't think I, I wasn't concerned about how strong my faith was when I came in here and sure. had my surgery, but I think my faith became stronger. I know that that there was somebody watching over me. The Lord said, "I'm not done with you yet. Mm. I want you to do something more." Okay. And I felt that. Once I became fully aware of what was going on, mm-hmm. and I knew that there was some kind of presence probably in that room with me yeah. saying, you're going to be all right. And uh, so, no, my faith, I think, is strong, is a lot stronger now than it was. I, was. I wasn't concerned about my conviction. I wasn't concerned about my Christianity, but I think it's stronger now than it was. I really do think it's my faith is a lot stronger now, and,
0: and I hear that again in my mm. you know in my tenure and mm. a long time working with this community, mm. that's that's probably very typical of statements mm. that are made by most, if not all, cancer patients. Mm. Uh, Beverly, your wife, your caregiver made mention of the fact that you guys had tremendous support you know your doctors uh the pastoral care staff we're going to send a shout out <laughs> to reverend chip and the pastoral care team as uh, reverend lawanda and all of the the members of the the chaplaincy department mm-hmm. uh here at cancer treatment centers of mm-hmm. american atlanta i know all of them very well i respect uh them highly and their people of god no doubt what would you say and i'm setting up a question here mm-hmm. Uh, there are still those who, in some cases, suggest incorporating or amalgamating faith in a clinical environment. And you had some—you had, <laughs> I think it's fair to say, some pretty serious clinical challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just wasn't another day at the hospital. What, what, yeah. what you experienced? What would you say to people who sometimes suggest that spirituality and faith and praying and trusting in God during? Uh, health care crisis may be offering people false hope. What would you say to that?
2: I would say that they're wrong. I would say that in my case, and in, 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 uh, in most cases, uh, in, in folks that I've seen that have cancer or have other things wrong with them, sure. uh, that you need that support from the, from the ministry. We got support from the ministers of the church. We got support from the different groups in the church uh, the cancer care ministry that we have in the church, uh, my Sunday school class. Uh, I mean, I had visitors. Some I remember, some I don't remember. Yeah, so your village. <laughs> your, your, your I had village. a village. Both of us had a village that was, was, that was taking care of us, and it was spiritual. It was not, you know, it helped that clinical part. I mean, I know that God and Christ guided my medical team. And that's where I want to go. That's where I
0: want to go, because we're talking about, and we want to be very clear, in the position of this reverend, this host, and his show, yeah. Health, mm-hmm. Hope, and Inspiration, so no one is confused, is that we are not suggesting at all in any way mm-hmm. that faith and religion and spirituality is a substitute for good clinical medical care. This was in mm-hmm. conjunction with and amalgamated along with as a support while receiving your clinical care.
2: Right. I mean, they go hand in hand. They just kind of, you know, the, the glove fits. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't know how anybody can get through any kind of situation, uh, especially like what happened with me, without that spiritual support. I mean, I know, like I said, that the good Lord guided that medical team I know that everybody in my church was praying for me, some people I probably don't even know. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I am here. And, and under some pretty
0: significant mm, healthcare challenges. Yes.
2: Yeah. A lot. And uh I mean when I got home, uh I had a stack of cards probably eight to six six to eight inches tall. Wow. From folks. And some people I didn't really know that well, uh, but they they knew that I needed the prayers, and I got the prayers.
0: So in mm-hmm. in in that statement, in that school of thought, how does that frame you? You already <laughs> said that you you believe that your faith is <laughs> is, is stronger mm-hmm. or more deep than it was prior to this. How did that change you as a human being? now going forward with regard to you're on the other side of this experience now and I'm assuming that you're still under doctor's care receiving assessment and follow up right I am okay Uh, but again if I walked up on you on the street I I don't see anything that says former cancer patient uh, you know uh, unconscious uh, none of that I see nothing that indicates any of that how are you a different person today because of this experience? And, and would you do this all over again for what you have experienced to get to this point in your own life right now?
2: That's a hard question. Okay. I, I, uh, and that's why I asked
1: it. We, we <laughs> ask hard questions on this show.
2: I'm more, care- I'm, I'm more caring, I believe. I, I think my prayer life is a lot better now than it used to be. hmm a lot better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm I, I'm more compassionate. I, I believe I think toward people, uh, and she may not agree, but I think maybe I'm more patient than I used to be. Okay, she's she she's <laughs> she, she, she is that read. true, Beverly? Yes, uh, that is yeah. absolutely true. Okay, all right. A lot more patient uh, than I was. I thought I would confirm <laughs> with the boss here. Okay, okay all right. And, and I also know that if something would, would happen to me again like this. That I have two sons that would come and take care of her mm. and support her, yeah. because they did it before. Yes, and they would be here and do that okay. along with their families, yes, along with the daughters-in-law and the grandkids and that yep. kind of thing. So, would I do want to go? Wanna go th- would I go through it again? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a very hard question. Okay, I, I'm that's not fair. sure. That's fair. I'm not sure whether I would or not. Okay. Because I know when I talk to people and when I talk to her, what I went through before, and well, I'm me, not sure whether I'd want to do that. So before. let me ask it a different way. Okay,
0: was the end of the road worth the journey? For what everything that you just described, did it make the trip worth it?
2: The, the trip it? was definitely worth it. The the journey was worth it. Was the juice <laughs> was was the juice worth the squeeze? Yes, it was. I mean, I'm I'm a. I, I think because of what happened to me, I'm a, I'm a better person than I was. I really do. I think I'm a better person and, uh, I'm more appreciative of things. I don't take things for granted like I used to take things for granted because I know how precious
0: your life is. Yeah. Beverly, how is this man different, better or whatever as a result of this experience?
3: Um, I, I think he's definitely more caring, uh, he, and he's more aware when other people are ill uh, and uh, you know tries to be help, more helpful to others in, in this regard, and he reaches out now and uh, tries to get people involved and just say a prayer for so-and-so. She's mm-hmm. not feeling well today, mm-hmm. or, or do this or that or the other, but um, I think he had after he was home he still had months of um physical therapy speech therapy occupational therapy which he received here and he Mm. really had to work i mean it was not easy everything was very difficult and very and everything hurt and uh just watching him go through that uh told me that he's just got the power to do anything that he that he can do with god's help and uh I know that he'd never want to go through it again, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> physically again and, mm-hmm. and mentally mm-hmm. myself. But I do think we came through this and uh, have a stronger marriage and a better relationship with God and, and other people. and Very much more compassionate than we used to be.
0: Final word. What gives you hope today? I don't want, I don't want the typical patent answer. What is it that gives? What drives your hope, Paul? You've been through a lot, my friend. What drives your hope
2: today? What makes you hopeful? Well, what makes me hopeful, I think, for one thing, is when I work with people that are ill or are sick or don't feel well or whatever, Then I, that, it gives me hope that I can help them. Uh, and, of course, you know, maybe the standard pad answer, but, the, but my faith in, in, in God and in Christ... And in, in the church and the people in the church, that gives me hope because I think we're headed in the right direction. And, uh, and, and I know that Beverly and I are headed in the right direction. And, uh, and thinking about my kids and my family, they give me hope also because I see them and they're all children of Christ. Praise I mean, they, they, they are godly folks. They've been impacted as well. That's right. And, uh, and even my, you know, my sister who lives in in Kansas, she she came and, uh, she came and helped Bev out a little while. And so that all gives me hope because I think, as you see, as I think about what I went through, uh, and what I have ahead of me, you know, the good Lord delivered me, you know, and, uh, that gives me hope because I know that Christ is there and I know that God's there. I believe in my notes it says that you stated, and I quote, quote, end quote, prayer saved my life. Yes. Prayer saved my life. It did. I, I am thoroughly convinced of that. I mean, I, I'm, it, there's no doubt in my mind that prayer saved me. Prayer delivered me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, of course, I don't know whether uh, that, that may not be in the notes, but see, they, they discovered that they didn't get all the cancer. And so I had to go through radiation okay. in January of 17, and I did it for you know, 30 straight days. Yeah. And so I've been cancer-free since July of 2017. Today, <laughs>
0: you have just heard from Paul Watkins, and I want to take my time, who was diagnosed with prostate cancer, sought a second opinion, treated at CTCA Atlanta, developed sepsis after surgery, Kidneys failed and was on dialysis, lost 37 pounds, spent 12 days in the intensive care unit on a ventilator for four Mm -hmm. weeks total here and almost died, according to accounts who says that prayer saved his life. And today he sits with his beautiful and courageous caregiver and wife by his side to declare that the juice was worth the squeeze. Today we salute you both. And I thank you for your journey of faith. And I thank you that you are willing to share that today because somebody needs to hear what is potentially possible to be done Mm -hmm. with good clinical care, with a good village of support, family, friends, and faith, and with a good caregiver and the belief that God is with them. Today, I tip my cap to you, sir, thank you. Thank you, Beverly, for being loyal and faithful. As tears stream down both of their faces today, we love you both.
1: That conversation recorded by Percy in Atlanta, Georgia. Percy, I'm just so impressed with this couple who have hung together through this crisis.
0: Well, you know, often, Wayne, on the show, we talk about the pressures that can be applied to relationships as a result of dealing with cancer and a journey of cancer. And we've been very candid that there can and have been some scenarios that I've experienced where uh, a battle of cancer actually pulled a couple apart. Yes, Here is a... uh, uh, the gold standard, if you will, mm-hmm. of of how cancer actually pulled a couple. Closer together and how they hung in there with each other and supported each other in the midst of the rigors of of some pretty uh, extraordinary circumstances from a healthcare perspective.
1: We'll talk more about this in just a moment, but you know, churches have a role to play in helping people who are living with cancer as well. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. So if you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. You can do it online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join this ministry, the Ministry Leaders Network. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, you said the tears were streaming down the Watkins face is when you uh, wrapped up that conversation, huh
0: well it, it, it was clear and obvious. number one, as we've mentioned the the just the profound love that this couple had for each other that you know you you could see and sense that they were deeply and and passionately connected one to another. and then as they unpackaged some of the story and journey that they have both been through, it elicited uh really deep emotions in, in the both of them and I believe for he, uh the fact that, you know, he felt like in many ways he had become a different person and for her, I think in watching and witnessing uh the metamorphosis of her husband yeah. and and the growth and the the depth of of him from a spiritual perspective, and then I think that they just look at each other and marvel at how uh, they just loved each other in the midst of that circumstance. Well, we
1: couldn't see them, but we could feel the love coming through their conversation, through their words, and it was
0: very profound as they talked about their family and his sons yeah. and his his daughter-in-law. It was all really about I think the the profound human experience of of journeying through a a, a significant challenge and how being together, being connected one to another in a, a village and a family and a community that they were just profoundly appreciative of the mercy and grace of God on
1: his life. Well, what a model couple, as you said, because they've been through a lot. There's well, no question about it. And, and, a,
0: and just as a highlight, you know, he had sepsis, a uh, kidney failure. He was placed on a ventilator. He had lost, you know, 37 pounds. He was in the intensive care unit for 12 days. So, you know, to say that they've been through a lot is an understatement. I mean, they were really significantly challenged and I thought what was profound is that when he asked his wife he said he turned to his wife and yeah. asked her did you ever think that I would not make it and she looked him in the eye and said, she, I never thought that and I oh. never considered that I mean if that doesn't hit you right in the gut yeah. uh, nothing will will and then he then his whole uh, testimony of of how he felt God communicated to him and told him that listen I'm not done with you yet motivated and inspired him to hang in there and, and be hopeful and continue to press through his challenges and his circumstances. And that ultimately, at the end of the day, what's keeping him hopeful even today is his willingness and ability to be able to help others. This is a profound journey of everyday people just like you and I, who simply loved one another, loved and trusted God, utilized uh, good medical care, and somehow found themselves on the other side of that experience and found light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. It's an inspiring message, Hmm. to
1: say the least. Perhaps you who are listening have uh, received a cancer diagnosis and treatment. We'd like to ask you, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? That's our question this week, and you can reply at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com healthhopeandinspiration.com. Also there at the website is our free resource, God is on Your Side. We try to provide something each week that will help you along uh, as we discuss these things. So look for God is on Your Side at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, let's return to God's Word to wrap things up.
0: Well, now that we've heard from this profound couple who has been on a profound journey and appear to be moving uh, in a new and different trajectory in their life, the Scripture now comes to life and makes sense in uh, Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, that says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you we thank God today uh, for the Watkins but more importantly Wayne we thank God for his word and his Mm -hmm. precious promises that ultimately we can hang on to that will potentially allow us to do things that we never thought were possible through the grace and the hope and the faith of God potentially tomorrow can be a better day for someone listening right now
1: That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. And we hope you'll join us again next time here for our next podcast in this series. You can subscribe at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you always leave us with something to do. Well, remember, there is work
0: to be done, so continue the good fight of faith and keep chopping the wood. Don't give up and don't give in. God bless.
1: Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. inspiration is produced and sponsored by cancer treatment centers of america
4: if you or someone you love is fighting cancer consider cancer treatment centers of america we treat the whole person